The Fed appears to be standing firm on its plan to raise interest rates four times this year. The Cleveland Fed President Loretta Mester on CNBC says there is no change in the Fed policy, at least right now. And she says the Fed is keeping a close watch on things, but still plans to raise interest rates this year. It's something that the Fed watcher Kevin Kelly, who's the chief investment officer of Recon Capital, just can't understand. There is a little bit of an overhang of the of economic data, and we even saw that with the GDP numbers. And that's why people are thinking that the Fed won't be raising the four times as they have indicated. We're also watching a couple of big business stories this morning. Among them is the employment report out later. Also, uh, this uh, talk of an oil surcharge on a barrel of oil to help pay for transportation projects in the U.S. Let's bring in Heather Long of CNN Money at Buy Heather Long. Good morning, Heather. Welcome to the Bell. Good morning. Happy Friday, Steve. Yeah, it seems like everything's happening all at once this morning. Let's start with the big one that everybody seems to be talking about this morning. That's this oil surcharge. Is Does that have any legs? Well, the, certainly the Republicans in the Congress have come out and said, no way does this have legs. The president calls it a fee, but they're of course, calling it a tax. So we'll see what happens. I think it's pretty clear that the United States needs to repair our roads and bridges. We need to do some infrastructure spending, but uh, whether or not it gets paid for this way is a very open question. Yeah, and when you put it in perspective, we were at, what, $100 a barrel per oil. It's $30, $31 this morning. Another 10 would be 43 I mean, if we all paid, we're able to survive $100 a barrel, we could survive 43 couldn't we? Yes, I mean, that's certainly what the president is arguing, that, as we all know, when we go and pay for our gas, super cheap right now. Uh, I, I will say it's a little. I think it's a little disingenuous. The president sort of characterizes this as a, as a fee on the oil companies, but as we all know, when businesses get assessed, they usually pass that tax or pass that fee on to customers. So we would see that increase at the pump if this were implemented. But as you're saying, at the moment, it probably wouldn't feel feel that bad. Yeah, they and, have a little bit higher gas prices. And the and the state of the infrastructure, that's, you know, a whole nother conversation for another day. But, you know, the nation's engineers routinely rank our bridges and roads in D, D-plus, and F areas. They do really yeah. need a lot of work, right? Exactly. I yeah. come from the state of Pennsylvania, not too far from you all, and they just blew up an old bridge there. They called it old. It was 100 years old, but it was actually the second most recent bridge, big bridge that was built in Pennsylvania, a hundred years old. The other thing we're watching today is obviously the jobs report. Uh, you have been reporting on the number of job cuts. Uh, the employment report is expected to be stay steady. The unemployment figure is expected to stay steady. Is that the case, do you think, or are we going to see a surprise this morning? Uh, yeah, that's a, that's an open question. I mean, there's two things people are watching in the jobs report. Number one is what you're saying, the headline figure of how many jobs were added in January. And we had a stellar 2014 and 2015. Those were the best two years of job gains in this country since 1999. So we've really been on a roll on jobs, on hiring and people getting jobs. You know, January is, is always a tricky month. As we all know, a lot of people get employed for the Christmas the holiday season. And then they get laid off when people stop shopping in January. So you always expect a little bit of a slowdown in January. Uh, what CNN Money is forecasting, the number to watch is, is it above or under 200,000 jobs added? Because that's been kind of the marker of really solid job gains. If we can get a number over 200,000 or pretty close to it, 
And at the moment, we're forecasting 197. So right in that range of still feeling pretty good, pretty solid about where we are. But if the number comes in a lot lower than that, that's going to keep this uh, people more angsty, more on edge. The other key figure to watch, almost more important than that, how many jobs were added, is how are wages doing? Are they growing? Because the, our economy, 70% of our economy in the United States is built on you and me and your listeners going out and buying things, buying our groceries, buying our stuff for our kids' birthday parties, buying sports tickets. And so if, if wages are going up, we all tend to feel a little better and we tend to spend more. And that's a good sign for the economy. But if those wages aren't going up, again, there's something going on there that, that starts to be a red flag. And it's almost like we're living in some sort of ulterior universe because you, you talk about how, you know, people spend money when they have it, but, you know, there are reports, the latest reports are that people have actually been saving the money, like with oil, the money they've been saving on the gas, they've been, they've been actually putting it in the bank instead of spending it or, or paying off their credit cards. And then there's this discussion of the Fed, uh, and, you know, despite all the volatility around the world, they, they seem pretty firm on this four interest rate hikes this year. I'll push back a little bit. I don't know that they're firm on four, but I think they're definitely trying to remind the market at the moment. A lot, the market is actually predicting no interest rate hikes this year. And I was at an event last night where the Cleveland Fed president, Loretta Mester, was one of many Fed members. She was out in, in New York trying to remind people, look, the fundamentals of the U.S. economy, her exact words were remain sound. So she still thinks it's pretty healthy out there. Now, the other key word that she kept saying over and over again, whenever she was asked any question, how many rate hikes are you going to do? What do you think about the strong dollar? What do you think about oil prices? Was assessing. I'm reassessing. It's premature to judge right now. I am, I am assessing. And so what she was trying to tell people, I think, is there probably will be more than zero rate hikes, but whether or not there will still be four, uh, you know, we'll see in March what, what their predictions are. A lot of people don't think they're going to raise at their March meeting. I'm wondering in her body language, and she said actually said China posed some risk. Doesn't China pose a bigger risk? Yes and no. <laughs> I think what she said after her remarks to some of the press members, the biggest risk from China is probably what's going on in their, in their banking sector and with their debt problems. So that's sort of the equivalent of what was happening in the United States a few years ago with our whole subprime mortgage crisis. Uh, it's that's a lot murkier. It's a lot harder to get your hand on just how bad that debt. Uh, some people are calling it a debt bomb is in China, because that could truly shake the global banking system again if if that really becomes a crisis in China. But we don't know when that's going to happen, and we also don't know, much like the U.S. government, the Chinese government is even more active in its economy and trying to make sure that its economy stays growing and stays stable. So if they see signs that this bomb is about ready to explode, you better believe that the Communist Party in China is going to be taking a lot of actions, and they have a ton of money. They have one of the biggest reserve piggy banks in the world, and they are going to be spending that money to try to ensure that this does not become a crisis in their country or around the world. So, uh, so yes, I know on China, I think the United States, again, as we were talking earlier, our economy is still hugely reliant on Americans going out and buying things. And so, yes, we are seeing spillover effects from the headwinds around the world, but 
the key here for us is really how do Americans feel about their pocketbooks? How do they feel when they go out shopping? One of the things I uh, enjoy about your reporting, Heather, is you seem to be, uh, at least uh, compared to some of the other places that I see business news, uh, you know, every day you see some people saying, oh, we're headed for a recession again, 2008 again. And, you know, the reporting that you do is sort of like you're, you're finding like the, the, the real, you know, how it really is. I'm interested in how we as listeners and investors and people with money or people without money in that case should read all of this. When we hear people saying, get ready for 2008 again, and, you know, there's a recession coming or a double dip, how do we filter out this noise? <laughs> yeah, that's the question I, or I'm asking myself, too. I invest, too. 93% of people lost money in January. So pretty much all of us lost money in January. And the problem is you sit here in the first week of February, and we really don't know. I have a whole lot more clarity than we did a month ago when things were really looking bad. You know, as you were saying, China's still an open question. Oil prices, they've kind of stabilized, if we can even use the word stabilize, around that $30, $31 a barrel. But they can sure jump up and down some more, and we expect that to happen. And as you're saying, we really don't know what all of this means for the U.S. economy, all this turmoil around the world or what the Federal Reserve is going to do. All those questions we were talking about a month ago, we're still talking about today. So I think for me, I I step back and I, I say three things that I've been sort of telling myself, you know, number one is the U.S. economy does not look like it's headed for a recession. You know, are we going to have stellar growth this year? No, but we are still growing as an economy. And right now that has not changed this notion that we're just going to suddenly dip into recession. So I, I try to say, don't panic. We're not in recession right now. I think the second thing I try to say is, look, Stock market, very jittery right now, but you got to think long term. And I think I said it on on your program before. If you can stay in the market, every 15-year period of the market, people have made money in stocks. So if you've got 10 or 15 years or certainly longer to go before you need those retirement funds or you need to access that money you're investing, you're better off probably sticking with your stocks and not panicking and going all the cash or going all the bonds. Now, that said, the third thing that I think that I hear a lot and I do think is valid is at the moment, we're in a period where two things look pretty good right now. One of those is dividend stocks. And we've seen it, you know, the tech companies, the Apples, and even in the Amazons and the Netflix of the world, they're getting hit really hard right now. But the companies that are doing well are a lot of our blue chip companies because they've pay dividends. We may not expect them to grow a lot, so their stock price isn't jumping up a lot, but these companies are sitting on a lot of cash, and they're giving some of that cash back to investors, and so you make some return from that dividend, even if the stock price isn't going up a lot. Heather Long from CNN Money, it's always good having you on the opening bell, and uh, hopefully we won't be in for a roller coaster today. Uh, Hopefully it'll be a smooth ride into the weekend. I think I think that's big hope. We'll see what happens. You can find Heather, of course, at CNN Money and also at by Heather Long on Twitter. Uh, Heather Long from CNN Money.